0: So, I'm sitting here prepping this episode with my producers, and they all gather around and they all ask me, well, are you ready? And I said, I don't know, is he? Ooh, someday we wish upon a star, wake up where the clouds are far behind, me, where trouble melts like lemon drops. High above the chimney, cup, to where you find me, oh, somewhere over the rainbow. Get it? Is he? Okay, bring on the repetitive rim shots. Is. Is this the artist? I know his name is Israel, but is his... His... he's a Hawaiian artist. And his last name is really really long and if I try to pronounce it I'm gonna butcher it. So <laughs> I wanted and I love that song. It's one of the most peaceful songs I've ever heard. And it's a great song. So I put it on there and I wanted to put it on there and they they helped me put it on there. So this and also I'm gonna I'm gonna want to have them add something else something else for them as well. Just remember always and they're always gonna go to the edge of glory. Night. You be- So, you're welcome, girls. That's for you. And it is, and it is a good song. And I don't, know if, I don't know if anyone knows this, or this comes to anyone. Or anyone, this comes to anyone's memory. Or anyone, anyone knows this as well. So, sorry for rambling a <laughs> little well there. And I also wanted to get into a movie I saw. And this is going to be a little off-kilter episode that I want to get into. But um, Lady Gaga, as far as I know, her name comes from Queen and Freddie Mercury. And it comes from one of her, I'm told, favorite songs, and I know Radio Gaga. And I gotta give her huge props for that, because I, I love Queen, and Freddie Mercury is God. There are artists, there are musicians, and then there's Freddie Mercury there are geniuses and and Freddie is above them all Freddie Freddie was was a great guy and is a great God so going off on wandering off on this topic eventually what I'm going to get into and what I want to get into is there are <clears throat> sorry gotta clear my throat there there are a series of movies out there just and maybe they've been out for a while but I've only seen three and what I call, I would call them survival movies. The first two were do, were more like documentaries. And the third is kind of a fiction. It's a fiction. Well, it isn't kind of a fiction. It is a fiction. But they all deal with a central theme of being in extreme situations. And challenging extreme situations. extreme Challenging themselves. And... It, and pushing the boundaries. And it's and they're they they're great movies. All of them are good movies. Each one of them has something over the other two or over the whole together. They're all good movies. And they're Free Solo, which is about Al- Alex Hannold, and the and The Alpinist, which is about which is which is about Marc Andre Leclerc and there are and there's another one called fall which is just out and they're all they're all good movies they're all great movies i saw them all and they're all good movies i would say i like them all now i would recommend if i would recommend anyone to see a movie and you like documentary slash survival movies which i would like i said which i would say all three of them are they're all survival movies they're all surviving in the wilderness type movies um, I would recommend Free Solo, Free Solo, and The Alpinist. Uh, I don't, and I would, and it's, a, and Fall is a good movie. I would, I would say, it's an interesting movie. I don't know that I would recommend it, and I'm gonna get into why I would, why, why I don't know that I would recommend it, and it's no fault. It's no fault against the actresses at all. The actresses did a phenomenal job. They did a great job in the movie. And all props go to them. There's just... There's things about the movie... Well, it's basically two best friends... Go to... I believe it's a 2,000 foot tall old radio tower... In the middle of a desert. And they attempt to climb it. And they do. Now, like I said before in several episodes... Several episodes ago in season one, anytime I review something, I always say spoiler alerts because I don't plan to hold anything back. So, if you listen to my reviews, you will get spoilers. You will get spoilers. And because I, I try not to, if, if I always say, if you're going to review a movie, you're going to be direct and honest. You should be direct and honest with someone. So, I'm direct and honest with, with people. And always upfront and direct and direct and honest with people. So, I, I there may be uh, spoilers. There may be spoilers. Well, there are. There will be spoilers. So heads up, that's coming. So like I said, fall is about two best friends, two girls who climb a two thousand foot tall old radio tower in the middle of a desert. In the middle of the desert. Now, just by the description of that. That could tell you one, that's a bad idea. Old radio tower. People I don't I wouldn't climb a new radio tower. But they're climbing an old radio tower. Problem number one, old, because it's rusty. Problem number two, it's two thousand feet up. There anyone who's who knows anything about climbing anything, be it mountains or or towers or something is going to tell you that the air is going to get pretty thin, no matter how high up you get. And it's it's just it's it's knowing and sometimes not being able to shake it. The knowledge of what the atmosphere is like when you get up that high, when you're when the whole time I was and I couldn't shake this. The whole time when I was watching the movie, it was like, how are these girls breathing with that that high up? Now yes, it's only two thousand feet up. But, they're in the middle of a desert. And they're 2,000 feet up off the flat desert. So, it's going to get... The air is going to get thinner up there. And it's going to be a little bit tougher. Yes, not that much thinner. And hardly negligible. But, it is going to be a little tougher to breathe up there. So, I get it. And, they're, they're up a tower. A really steep, really tall tower. In the middle of nowhere and there's nothing around. So yeah, it can get lonely up there, and like they say in the movie, and like they say, I saw behind the scenes of it because I want to see. I wanted to see interviews with the actresses and how what they were, you know, behind the scenes stuff, talking about how they did it and what they were feeling and their training for it. And so it's it's a great movie, like I said. The actresses do a really good job of it. They play their roles really, really well, and it's phenomenally well done the problems that i had with the movie is there there are things that you can go through you can go through the scenes of a movie there are things that they show that you did that, that that they didn't need to show and i'm not complaining about about drama showing things you know being censorship and stuff like that there you can imply things or you can show things in a movie without or Without directly showing them, you can impl- imply death without showing it. You can imply that vultures come around and eat dead things, whether they're freshly dead or they've been dead for a while. You can show that. You can imply. You can imply that without showing it. You can imply that there's a dead coyote. You can you can imply that. By showing... By doing a distance shot or something. Showing this flat desert off in the middle of nowhere... And just showing something lying there. And then having birds flying around it. Or you can show... You can show a series of birds. You can show vultures flying around and around in the circles up in the air. Just circling something. You can show that. And that will imply... Anyone who knows why vulture circle like that will be able to pin it. We're able to put pin it down and put it together. That's why they're circling. They're circling because they're circling something. You don't need to know what it is, but you know that they're circling something. So you can imply death, and you can imply corpses, and you can imply carcasses and stuff like that. You can imply that without showing it. You can. Uh, people know people know what vultures do, and people know how vultures behave and how. And you can't. Sure, it's gross. A lot of people don't have the stomach for it, and I totally understand that. But people, but the vultures—they're doing what what is natural to them. That's what vultures do, and that's how they survive. And they survive off dead, off carcasses like that. That's The vultures weren't being malicious or vicious or anything like that. They were trying to survive and trying to to do what is natural to them to survive. They're trying to feed off a carcass. And that to them, to vultures, is natural. Now, be that carcass a coyote, a human another bird, a rabbit, be that anything. That's that may, that was gross to me, but that may be gross to a lot of you. But that's that's what vultures do. That's how they survive. And you can imply that without like I said, without showing it. You don't need to show that. So and you also see survival movies like that and you also you also understand that they you hope against all hopes you hope against anything that they'll both make it make it up all the way up and all the way down you hope that but this is a survival movie you i don't know what people think i don't know how people view a movie the way i do or the way i've seen things people you hope that but like i said this is a survival movie how far really can the movie go If both of them survive, are you really going to get that much of a story out of it? And I know no one, everyone wants I did. Everyone wants them both to succeed and to survive. And if you see the movie, they do succeed. They do accomplish their goal. And so the whole time you're wondering, okay, this is a survival movie in order to make the movie evolve through to go through the the, the time that it, that it's elapsed in order to make the movie go through all that they're probably both not going to survive who is it who is not going to survive how has the char- how have the characters evolved or in the in this case of the director how has the director evolved the characters and which character seems to be more evolved through the storyline and which character's story seems to be more adapted? Which more yeah, more evolved, better where I was as I was saying that or kept saying that, I was trying to think of is this the best word to say to express what you want to express? And then I thought, well, yeah, just go with it. So the whole time, like I said, the whole time you're thinking, they're not gonna both survive, most likely. So what's going to happen and how is it going to happen and who is going to be the most likely one so you're like okay you kind of get ready for it okay something's going to happen how is it going to happen and and when it happens it's like it's not you're not all and I don't mean to sound like, like I'm desensitized because I'm not but it's not all that surprised that it happened because cause like I said the story's got to evolve it's got to go somewhere so, the director takes that step. Now, would it have been all that detrimental if he didn't go there? If he took or she if, took all the the avenues that everyone else takes in survival movies, where they had both of the women survive against all odds, because most survival movies say that or show that. One of them had, like I said, one of them has to die. What if they both lived? The director could have gone down that avenue and shown that to be the case. But to, to challenge it, why not? Like I I always say, why not be a little different? Do something that I I can honestly say to you that if they if they both survived, I would have walked out of there going, I didn't see that coming. I would have been, I would have. Expri- I would have expecting one of them to kick the bucket. So, and he kind of, he kind of goes down that avenue. Now, I'm not going to tell you which one, but he kind of goes down that avenue. Now, now, if you want, don't let my opinion or anyone else's opinion sway you from seeing a movie you want to see. Although I will tell you right now, the movie that you really should see is The Six Jurassic World's. But that's a completely different episode and a totally different topic. I will tell anyone because I love, like I said before in several episodes, several episodes and several episodes ago, that Jurassic Park slash Jurassic World is my Star Wars. So I'm a, I guess, I guess you could say I'm I'm a, a backroom an- a, a paleontologist. I don't study paleontology, but I find paleontological stories extremely interesting. Extremely interesting. Uh, But, yeah, if you want to see the movie, please go out and see it. Don't let my opinion or anyone's opinion dissuade you from seeing a movie you really want to see. Please see it. I would urge you to. But of the survival movies that I would recommend, like I said before, I would recommend Free Solo and The Alpinist before fall now of all the stories like I said I won't touch on on fall but um, Alex Hanold is still alive so Alex Hanold is still with us Um, unfortunately very very unfortunately Marc-Andre Leclerc is not unfortunately Marc-Andre Leclerc passed away and that's that's horrifying. That's that's heartbreaking to know. Um, free Solo is about um, Alex Hanold trying to cl- trying to free climb El Capitan, and it's about his struggles and his and his journeys. And his it's kind of documentary-ish. It's more of a doc. It's, it's it and the Alpinist. ...are more of a documentary than Fall is. Much more. Uh, they're, they're great movies. And Alex Hanold is in... ...is in The Alpinist. You see him talk about Marc-Andre Leclerc. And you see interviews with him. Now... The story of Marc-Andre Leclerc's story... ...is really good. It's a really, it's a really touching story. Uh, Mark Andre Leclerc is—he was an adventurist and a climber who wanted to climb things and set set adventures and set limits on himself and limits that people wouldn't wouldn't think that he could accomplish. Sorry, a yawn snuck up on me there. A lot of things he wouldn't. People wouldn't think that he could accomplish. He wanted to do it, and he wanted to do the the best way, do it the best way he knew how, and be as perfect as he could be. And a lot of a lot of it, a lot of the story of the movie The Alpinist, talks about his relationship with his girlfriend, Brett Harrington, um, and Brett is in a lot of the interviews, and she talks about the kind of person. Marc-Andre was and the kind of person he is and how he lives on in her memory and in the memories of all the people who knew him and all the people who loved him and there was a an an, uh, episode I was looking for some behind the scenes just after I had seen The Alpinist I was looking for some behind the scenes stuff on the story and Marc-Andre's story and there was an episode of like a clairvoyance or a clairvoyant woman was trying to channel Marc-Andre's spirit and there was another person who was interviewing who was interviewing her trying to get said story and there are I'm not going to say I don't want to say whether or not I believe that things like that could happen. Do I believe that there are people who have extraordinary abilities? Yes, I do. I don't know what those abilities are because I haven't directly experienced or come in contact with them. So I believe that there are people who could who could try or attempt to speak with with spirits with spirit with with spirit worlds i i i can't say a hundred percent whether or not that's true because i haven't witnessed it and in order to say a thousand percent that i 100 percent believe in something or a thousand percent believe in something i have to have physical evidence to myself that it exists and i haven't had physical evidence of it i haven't seen physical evidence that it could exist i hope it exists i really really do because there are a lot of people in my life today, and in the lives of my producers, and anyone, anywhere, who I would love to continue to have discussions with, whether or not they're physically, directly in front of me or not. I would love to talk to them, and more than anything, love to channel with them. Um, my beloved uncle, several, several other people that that I've known throughout the years I would I would be more I almost moved to tears I'd be more than happy to talk to them again and I would love that Um, as I said I can't say a hundred or a thousand percent whether or not it's true whether or not I 100 percent or thousand percent believe in it because I haven't witnessed it I don't have proof I don't have tangible evidence that I can call to my I can say to myself exists but there are, like, as I said, there are people who have abilities that the rest of us can't do or the rest of us don't don't understand. There are people who have those abilities, and as I said, there's no—I haven't seen evidence of it, so I can't prove it. There, uh, there are other things in. There Now, when you see movies like The Alpinist and Free Solo, you see things that make you go... <clears throat> ...and make your heart thump, because it's kind of more of a documentary thing, whereas Fall is a fiction pitched as a documentary, and you can... Ki- <coughs> Sorry. You can kind of tell that it's fiction trying to make itself like a documentary, and you can kind of tell that, whereas with Free Solo and The Alpinist... <coughs> You can tell they're documentaries very easily. Um, Now I know I said before there you can show things, you can imply things without directly showing them. There are a lot of cases. People, one of my favorite directors, people, and I really like him. One of my favorite directors is Quentin Tarantino. Now people have criticized him a lot, and people have told me to told told me that if you that if you think there's a lot of things that you can imply are happening without directly showing them, how do you love someone like Quentin Tarantino? Well, Quentin has a different way of showing things. He has he has a way of, if this is a situation, Reservoir Dogs or Kill Bill, if this is the way the situation, if this is the situation in the setting of the movie, the way the movie is going, then... This is what would happen. This is... This is the kind of violence that would happen. And you would see people getting, people getting shot. You would see people getting their heads blown off. You would see that. There are times where, where my most... I know I said I like Quentin Tarantino a lot. I do. One of my most beloved directors is Tim Burton. And I adore Tim Burton. Love the man's work to death. Um, one thing that Tim did is there are scenes in Sleepy Hollow where, no I will, I will say this to Tim I will criticize Tim of this there were scenes where he didn't need to show the horseman, the headless horseman cutting people's heads off, he didn't need to show that, you can you can cut to a lower shot or a farther back shot and you can see the horseman swing a sword or an axe or whatever it was and you can, see, you can show something round falling. Or you didn't need to be that close. But what what Tim did, and what I think is pretty genius of him, is that he didn't want to show decapitation as gory and bloody as it actually is. He wanted to make some kind of a humor of it. He wanted to make some kind of a mockery of it. So what he did was when he showed the the sword swiping... He showed the he, he showed the heads when the heads fall. He showed the heads spin or twist a little and then fall. Heads don't do that. There there's no there's no action like that. There's no more I don't want to say drama, but there's no more action to it than that. And he wanted to show that. And that was his that was his um hard hard sell he wanted that in because he wanted to say you know how gory this can be see look how he's cutting someone's heads off do you know how ridiculous that is and do you understand how people this how people who in sleepy hollow and that's a place i've been so i can i will tell you sleepy hollow actually exists it really really exists um People in Sleepy Hollow around this time in the creation of Washington Urban created a legend, people in Sleepy Hollow were actually this afraid. They were this scared. So what Tim was showing was the was the fear and the horror and the and the treachery that people felt in Sleepy Hollow in and around that time was real. The fear was real. And there's a fear of a bunch of other things that I can't recall exactly what the fear was that created it that made Washington Irving come up with that, with that tale. But the fear, like I said, the fear was real. So, what Tim was showing, and the way Tim decided to portray it like that, was that this, this, the fear that you're getting, the <laughs> that you're getting right now, is what these people in this town at the time were feeling. Whether or not this horseman actually existed. And because of Washington Irving, people thought he did. This is what they were feeling. And there... So, like I said a minute ago, and side note, uh, Sleepy Hollow actually does exist. It's a real town. Um, I've been there. I have family who work there in the school district. Uh, it actually, the, the setting that Washington Irving talks about, that exists that that uh, that quote cemetery that bridge over that little stream that exists that's really there Um, a lot of things a lot of things occurred that that occurred in Washington Irving's story really exist in Sleepy Hollow and he just changed a lot of the setting or changed a lot of it for for dramatization to make his story sell better, one to go farther, and so a lot of things, a lot of times, what directors will do. What the director of Fall did was that he wanted to. He wanted the audience to feel the fear and the nervousness and the anxiety and the depression and the lost and the the horror of not being able to get, a, being able to get out of a situation that these girls were obviously feeling was completely. They were completely lost. He wanted the audience to feel that as well. And you, you have to know that, that what you're seeing on the screen is real to the people on the screen. Well, it's not even that. They were actresses, so it's, it's fiction. So it's only real in the setting of the story. It's not real to you. It doesn't exist to you. You're on footing ground in this movie theater. Um, another thing that I've always said that I will tell anyone is that what everyone has to remember when you see a movie is that, to me, there is no such thing as a true story. It it doesn't exist, except except to a certain extent, Free Solo and The Alpinist. Those are kind of documentaries where they try to where they stay as true to Mark Andre Leclerc and Alex Honnold as possible. But there's no such thing. In the film industry, as a true story, and I say that because every single movie that's ever been made is a is a director or a producer's perception of how that event occurred. Now, you can't have um, a direct story. You can't have. You can't have. Obviously, what we've talked about, Sleepy Hollow. That obviously, is that Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow is actually that is a fictional story because one it's based on a fictional story but two it's all the all the other movies that you've ever seen um are are, there's no such thing as a true story in movies it's all a director or producer's perception of that event be it a fictional event that the director and the producer just created and just concocted in their head or or an actual an actual story an actual true story there is, it's their perception from what they've studied and what they've wanted what they've wanted to bring forth it's their perception of how that event occurred so it's not true but and people have to people have to know that when you, when you go into a movie that's why, first of all, because like I said I don't horror movies those just plain aren't true at all I mean, the Blair, going back to the Blair Witch Project, they tried to portray it as one. But clearly, I mean, you could tell from the first couple of minutes that it wasn't. But I don't, that's, that's beside the point. I don't like, I really don't like horror movies because I don't want to be scared. I don't, movie theaters to me are a place to go to relax and to watch something that you enjoy, that you like, and that you want to see. I don't want to be scared. I don't. I don't like that. It's not. It's not a good time. It's not fun for me. So, I will shy away from horror movies. Uh, they're. They're just. They're just. They're bad to me. I don't. I don't like them at all. Now, there's a lot of movies that I do like, and there's a lot of there's a lot of really cool things that I really really do like. And there's a lot, and I wish I had a lot more time to get into as much more as I can. And hopefully, I was able to 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 break these down, to break down free solo and the alpinist and fall as best as I could. Hopefully, and I tried to. So, thank you all so much for listening. Stick around for one more at the end here. Want to check out the best travel vlogger and videos anywhere? go to Atlantic City, Disney, Six Flags, all along the Atlantic City Boardwalk, and go to Vegas. Check out the New York channel, N-U-Y-A-W-K, on YouTube. You will be thoroughly impressed and thoroughly entertained. You will love every second of what you're seeing. Go to YouTube and check out n-u-y-a-w-k you'll love what you're seeing you'll enjoy every second of it want to check out the best podcast and best youtube channel out there true true friends of this podcast Check out Fantastic Cruising over on Apple Podcast and all your favorite podcasting devices and services. Give them a five-star review. Head on over to YouTube. Look up Fantastic Studios. Give them a five star review and give them comments. They'll love that to death. They are the greatest podcast out there. Give them a shout out. to check out the most amazing adventure in sports and athletic movies anywhere and everywhere check out the locker room flicks podcast on apple podcast and all podcasting platforms everywhere you'll love it